Hello everybody. This week's OC Remix of the Week is Donkey Kong Country Blazing Minds. This song is actually a rearranging of the song Life in the Minds and was done by Nix the Shield. Honestly, DK DKC is such a great game. And honestly, I'm so happy to actually own all three of these games in my collection. So I hope you guys really enjoy this song. It's pretty awesome. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Caffeinated Banter. <sighs> Another week, I'm ready. We're gonna get, we're gonna do it. It's gonna be good. Joining me, it's Cold Death as usual. The, uh, Hi. the, uh, the A student of the class, never misses, never misses a class. You know, sits at the front every week. <laughs> uh and back for another episode is Jennifer. She sits in like the middle of the class, you know. She's in, she gets kind of lost in the group. Sometimes she shows up, sometimes she doesn't. But today she's sitting up front, a hot seat. Hi. And <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, you know, now I'm sitting in the middle row or something like that, but I can't move up front, you know. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't like to force students to sit where mm-hmm. I want them to sit. I kind of hope they'll take the initiative. Yeah, actually, I did it in school. I can do it on the podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I'm sure you, can force you can. them. You just nudge them. Yeah, right. You don't you don't volunteer. You volunteer them to do it. <laughs> yeah, potato, potato. Yeah, it's like when I, it's like it's like when your manager is like, "Hey, can you do this for me?" And you're like, "What?" You're like, they're like, "Do it." I wasn't asking you, I was telling you. Sounded different. <laughs> it, sound, <laughs> it sounded like you were telling me to do it. It's not like you were telling me, not mm-hmm. it's not like you were asking actually, not telling me, but alright, whatever, I'll do it. It's fine. <laughs> so like I'm gonna be real with y'all this week. Not much has happened for <laughs> For me, because I've been working on a bunch of other things, like outside what of actively. I know it's been <laughs> like it's been gaming related. It just hasn't been gaming itself, which is an uh, it's been gaming related, just not gaming itself outside of, like the occasional tales of Berseria distraction. Mm. <laughs> That's a, it's I, a good distraction. Yeah, that's a that's a great distraction. Why is Velvet such a badass? Because I'm not ready for this girl. She's too much. She is, ah, she's perfect. 
have more of her, please? Can I have a sequel? I want a sequel. Can we get a sequel? Can someone contact Bandai Namco for a sequel? You sure? We do. Oh, I mean, hmm. Take them have you play. played through the game? I have not. <clears throat> oh. Well then, do do it. <laughs> so, what have you been doing, CD? <laughs> <laughs> to avoid spoilers. <clears throat> I'm not going to. I'm not going to spoiler it. Not at all. <laughs> no, no, he no. he wouldn't. He wouldn't spoiler it. He no, he's better. I... He's better than that. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. But uh, CD, I I, I heard the I heard on the grapevine you actually finished Ninokuni. Yes, indeed. You complete you completed it despite the grinding you had to do throughout <laughs> the game. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much kept at it and yesterday reached the la final boss and whew, the third form was a challenge. Oh, the third <laughs> fuck third <Yes>. form. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this isn't even my final form. Two forms later. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> This one might be. <laughs> you might be at my final form. Christ, three forms. So that I have a feeling that must have been a lengthy boss fight then. If it's like three forms. It took a while, yeah. It took a while. Though the first two uh, forms weren't that difficult. They were kind of the um, preparation. But they weren't that uh, hard to do. But then the third form ratcheted up. <laughs> At the beginning, I was almost doubting if I uh, if I would be able to complete it because, well, kind of knocked out my main character right away. Hey, man, Ooh. be ha be happy it's not Persona because that would yes. be a game over. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be a game over, sir, and you'd be starting over again. Yes. But thankfully, I had enough uh, enough prepared material to revive my characters and then get them back to full health and all. And I just slogged through it. Because that boss has some serious health pool. <laughs> oh, shit. That's... I got nicely you done. Now, now, CD, eventually, you need to jump over to the second one. Yes. At some I point, I will. Yeah. <laughs> eventually, CD. It only took you, like, what, six or seven years to get to Nino Kuni? So maybe around, <laughs> like, the PS5, partway through its lifespan, you can get to Nino Kuni, too. You know what I mean? We can, we'll have to space <laughs> it out a little bit. You know, we've got to keep it spaced out. You can't just eh, jump we'll see. Can't just jump from one to the next. You'll burn out too. You'll burn out too quickly. You can't have that happen to you. You gotta I'll see. Before that, today I completed another game. Oh shit! <laughs> wow! I finally uh, finished Edna and Harvey: The Breakout. Oh, nice! Yeah. One of the um, what does I think? Daedalic is that one. Daedalic, a German 
developer. Hmm. They've specialized in uh, adventures. This one was from 2000... Uh, let's let me check. 2008. I'm it's so basically a, you start out as a girl in a mental institution okay. with a sidekick um, of a talking plush rabbit. <laughs> okay. And you have to find out wh how you got there and what's been happening. Mm -hmm. Okay. Huh. It's, okay. It's really nice. Uh, despite the uh, colorful graphics, mm -hmm. the art style is quite colorful and fun and funny. Mm -hmm. And the dialogues and some of the characters are quite funny too. Hmm. But overall... Uh, the game is actually a pretty dark tone. I was, which I is, was, yeah, I was yeah. just about to mention it. I sense a very dark story then. <laughs> mm -hmm. Overall, okay. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Sounds interesting though. Can definitely recommend. Okay, that's nice to hear. Are you going to um, do a blog post about it? Yeah, probably. Okay, good. Yes. So <laughs> nice plug there. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I want to read that, it. Not, not gonna lie, that was. I wasn't ready for that. So see, I, I want to. I don't. <laughs> okay. All right, Miss Brown Nose. Let's take it down. Let's take it down a notch or twelve. Goodness. So I want to I want to bring this up before we jump to the actual first topic is CD had uh, showed me the uh, game list for the U.S. Uh, Sega Mini, the first yes. 10 games for it. I made it pretty clear my feelings towards Sega on this <laughs> show. And on this list, on this first 10 list, I think I only owned one of these games. Yeah, I only mm -hmm. owned one of them. And it was Echo, so <laughs> yeah. Let that let that say a lot for you. Um, the only ones I think I only rented two of these games, which was Comic Zone and Toe Jam and Earl. I think I rented Toe Jam and Earl as a kid. I think Comic Zone I definitely rented, and that game is a ball buster, <laughs> a straight up ball buster. Like, you want to talk about a game that just does not want to give you health items at all? Uh, punching crates actually hurts you? <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, I don't know why they thought that was a bright idea. I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, if you punched a wooden crate to break it, it would hurt. Yeah, you're right. It would. But just don't. Just a little. Yeah, but don't make that part of your effing video game. That's ridiculous. Christ. It's like, yeah, especially if, you... if you're hard up on health anyway. Oh, you you're incredibly hard up on health. Honestly. So, I'll be honest with you. They have Castlevania new, uh, the new generation or Bloodlines, mm -hmm. yes. which is definitely a, an in, uh, definitely a good pick. Both. Well, they have mm -hmm. Space, they have Shining Force, Gunstar yeah. Heroes. The first Sonic. Mean Bean Machine, though? Really? Yeah, it's a good puzzle game, I'd say. It's a enjoyable puzzler. Okay, well, yeah, what would I know? 
I'm not. I just play. I just play video games. <laughs> I just. I just play. Pokemon video games. itself is pretty good as well if you're into that kind of game. I'm into their Twitter. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> their social. Oh, yeah. Their social media is just perfect, man. They. They are. They are fantastic. They made a they made a they made a tweet a while back about they're like we're coming out on this date and they're like no our game is coming out not we I mean maybe <laughs> <laughs> well like like I'm like yeah I'm totally down with this Twitter right now why are you why why is a Twitter advertising a video game so entertaining I I just mm. <laughs> there's clearly some personality here and I love it. But yeah, I wanted to just bring that up real quick about the first 10 games and how I haven't played any of these. <laughs> and I was a kid, barring like two of them. <laughs> so You're just proving the case that uh, game selection can uh, really color your opinion of the game system. Yeah. I'm happy to say that, what's it called, that one company has been doing this, the uh, Sega minis aren't actually doing this one i can't think of what they're called um, was it as games or something yeah like at, at games they're not doing well at they, games at yeah right yeah they were gonna do it and then yeah. sega quickly then sega, pulled said, nope. <laughs> sega they probably quick... saw their first uh, prototype or something and said uh nope bye because <laughs> if I'm you think of... forward to seeing more of these 40 titles because if you think about it, this was the first one that Sega actually has their hand in. Like, the other ones, yes. At Games, was just doing, and they had permission. This is the first yes. one where Sega is actively participating in the creation and development of this console. So, mm -hmm. I can definitely see why Sega... What I don't get is, like, why would Sega even hire these dudes in the first place for this? They Haven't they seen the prior consoles? Like, there's no way they never... Like nobody they probably there. didn't. They probably didn't use them themselves. Really? You don't think they? You don't think they like <laughs> bought one for one of their kids and then was like, "Yo, this shit's trash. <laughs> this shit's trash." <laughs> right? What? Like one of the people who worked there was like, "Yo, this is a Sega Mini. My my kid would love I... this. Give him the history of Sega. Give it to his kid. The kid's like, "Yo, dad, this shit's trash." I don't know. I think <laughs> they'd they'd probably just buy their kids the uh, classics collections and stuff like that. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and the Sega Ages games that are coming out to Switch currently. I Those forgot. improved versions. I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. I'm not. I'm not gonna pick it up, but still, uh, thank you for reminding me. It's a thing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so that's... I'm kind of looking forward because Sega's offering more games than any of the competition. Nintendo's never yeah. offered this many games. Um, yeah. The SNES had, I think, 21 games. So this Play... is almost double. Yeah, PlayStation had yeah. somewhere around there. Was it about 20? That's about twenty. I think that's so. Yeah, yeah, that's about twenty. Sure. Damn, Sega, you coming out swinging? Mm -hmm. And the Sega. first ten games are not bad either. Uh, the only questionable may be Altered Beast, and I am not sure about Space Harrier too. I thought I... Ult wasn't Altered Beast like a pack-in game, wasn't it? Yes, 
that was already the very first pack-in game. Because I know, I know Sonic uh, 2 was a later pack-in game. Uh, the first Sonic was the pack-in game, I think. Because that's when they took off in terms of popularity. When they released Sonic and made it the pack-in game. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Damn. They still got they still got 30 more games to show. Come on, Sega. Yeah. Make it good, homie. Make it good. Yeah. The second Sonic game will probably be on there as well. They showed that for the Japanese release. But given that Sonic 1 and 2 are kind of uh, pretty important titles, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I as a kid, I, I only had Sonic 3. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. I, that was actually one of the handful of games I ever owned that I actually, like, beat. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. I could play start to finish outside of, like, the like outside of, like uh, Star Fox 64, where, like, oh, okay. I spent most of my time trying to get all three of the endings. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't say all three endings. There's really only two endings. There's There's an... <laughs> There's an ending where you get to Andros, and he's a robot. And then there's an ending where you defeat the face of Andros, and you fight a... a... You you fight a disembodied brain that shoots lasers at you. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's... That's a thing. Just, just a brain with eyes that shoots lasers at you. I... Don't know why. I don't know who came up with this, but that was a thing. <laughs> All right. So, I I admit I put this at number two because there was an open slot, and this has been popping up on my feed a lot lately. I kind of wanted to ask you guys, you guys, guys, this. This is this is something that's been bugging me. Our gamers uh, should should every game have an easy mode. Every game, regardless of context. Because I bring this up because Sekiro came out, and, uh... Ooh, the hot takes on this one, boys. The hot takes. So, I'll I'll be honest, it's been mostly, like, influencers and journalists who've had the hot takes on this. They've been salty. Yeah, I'm gonna be real with you, man. Influencers, like... They they get really touchy whenever you call them out because they mm. claim that they're the same as everybody else, which obviously is a little bit of a lie, a little bit, kind of, just saying. So the general notion is be that, that FromSoft needs to add an easy mode to their game to allow more people to play it. My stance, <sighs> and I've posted this on Twitter, my stance has been that if from software is willing to take the hit to sales, not to have an easy mode, <laughs> then haven't they kind of paid already, right? Because that's what you're—that's the basic idea here, is right. If you have an easy mode, you're going to sell more games. Mm, Basically, usually. right. If you if you added an easy mode, more people would buy it, right? Yeah. But they don't. Either they don't want to add, they probably will never add. They they didn't add an easy mode to Dark Souls three, and people bitched and moaned about there being one in that one too. People have been bitching since Demon Souls, I think, and that's only because people usually don't know the games that From Software released before that. 
<laughs> Otherwise, I'm pretty sure they'd be complaining to Helen back about uh, Kingsfield. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Bro, you brought up Kingsfield. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm so upset with you. <laughs> I guess I, I, I brought this topic up because I've kind of been, like, asking myself, like, is that something, like, is inclusivity a matter of having is that is that by itself inclusivity like when i think of being inclusive i would think of you know having different kinds of controllers to accessibility options but is a mode in a video game necessarily an accessibility option i guess i i because the way i see it is the ability to say so unless you have a learning disability because the way i would see it is accessibility is for you to be able to play the game right like for you to be able to access and play the game whether or not you can beat the game however yeah is a different issue yeah like i don't know if that's accessibility now you can now i've often seen the the reasoning be that you know i paid such and such dollars for this game i should be allowed to see the end Ah, fuck. That's I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I disagree. I'm look, look. Have I bought myself a couple of turds in my life when it comes to video games? Absolutely. All right. Pretty much everyone has. Right. I I bought my fair share of turds, but I wouldn't necessarily go out of my way and say that, "Oh, well I paid for it, therefore I should be able to see the ending." Right? Like <laughs> You know what I mean? Is I mean I've complained about the grind in uh, Ninokuni, but I wouldn't say that they need to uh, change that. I mean I consciously chose not to use the easy difficulty mode in that. Mm. So there's that. But even if there wasn't one, I would have played the game like that, and that's it. Right. I, yeah. I don't think it's game. People are owed that. I see. I think if, uh, let's say, the balancing of a game is really off, like you have really egregious difficulty spikes, then maybe they should take another look at it. But if the whole game design is about challenge and you having to learn the game's mechanics and overcome the enemies... If it's doable, then yeah, just buzz off. That, that's how the game is intended. And I mean, there's no, there's a reason that there was a, a speed run for Sekiro this week or last week already, <laughs> under two hours or something. Fuck. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't like to bring up this word often. It's not a word I like, but I have to ask it. <laughs> I have to ask this, and this is important. Yes. We have to have this conversation. But is difficulty in and of itself gatekeeping? <laughs> I I didn't want to say it. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up. You know that, CD. You know I didn't want to do this. I I can't like I can't agree that it is because like okay. Because 
if I, if I agree and say that difficulty is a form of keeping people out of gaming, then I have to then agree with the notion that devs are keeping people away from buying their fucking game, which is entirely, no. which is entirely like anti-business. Why? In, ter <laughs> in terms of keeping people out of gaming, no bullshit. No. And and seriously, because that that would mean that all games are like that, which just yeah. isn't the case. And how do we explain the massive success for uh, Dark Souls? Because it was too easy. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. That's why yeah. no one has been complaining about uh, Dark Souls difficulty, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, I find it interesting that, like... So, I did a little research. I know, I found a lot of articles about Dark Souls 3 when it came out, right? Mm -hmm. About people mm -hmm. being like, the game needs an easy mode. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't. Seriously. Well, like, yeah. look, I've, I've, I've made the point that like I still do believe that if the game that they want to make doesn't have any difficulty settings, that's the mm -hmm. game they fucking want to make. Mm -hmm. And like I've said yeah. before, market-wise, I'm pretty sure From Software is very much aware, like, hey, guys, if we put an easy mode in our game, we're going to sell, like, twice as many copies. But then... Potentially. But, like, here's the thing that no one ever seems to talk about when it comes to these games, the From Software games themselves. The mm -hmm. game's internal dialogue, the, the story, even though Dark Souls stories are a little bit obscure. I'm All right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm leaving Dark Souls out of this. I'm only going to talk about Sekiro and Bloodborne because at least there is mm -hmm. a defined story in Bloodborne. The stories in these games revolve around the character dying blatantly. Um, mm -hmm. In Bloodborne... When you die, you don't technically die. You end up in somewhere called the um, the Hunter's Dream. It's like this alternate alternate reality where from there you go back into living again in the town mm -hmm. that's being undertaken by monsters. But throughout the game, you meet other hunters who actively talk about the fact that they can't die or they couldn't die. They could just come right back and try again. <laughs> like, it's an active... <laughs> It's an active part of the story. If you're supposed to be hunting monsters and you can't die, that's a huge thing, dude. Like, you're an unstoppable machine. Cause think about this for a second. If you, if you're, if you're someone, if you're, if they're after you and you have a hunter after you who you kill, and then like two hours later, <laughs> he comes back, <laughs> ready to I'm kill kind you. Of having... I'm kind of having flashbacks to the uh to Doctor Strange the movie. Yeah, basically. Except this <laughs> Yeah. So I I I feel like and this is I don't know I can't I don't know if I can blame like influencers and these fucking journalists for this. I I don't know if they're missing the fucking contextual meaning here for for it. Like are they just not playing the game enough to understand that the dying aspect of the game is woven into the narrative or I don't know. Cause like, I'm, I mean, it's uh, I think with Sekiro, it's kind of like a, uh, they don't want to learn the mechanics or they don't have the time and yeah, something like whatever. But each of the Dark Souls games does have a way for you to make it easier. Just level up. 
Yeah, basically. Get, more, get better equipment, level up, and yeah, the game becomes easier. Or learn the boss's mechanics. I don't understand. That too. Yeah. <laughs> that too. That, that's helpful too. I mean, yeah. Learn that too. The, Dark learn Souls the... has multiple ways for that. Learn mm-hmm. learn the boss's attack patterns. I mean, it's not. I'm mm. look. I'm not gonna say that it's easy. Because yeah. it's not sometimes, but I'm gonna say that it's not as difficult as I think they're making it out to be. I haven't had a chance mm-hmm. to play Sekiro yet. I admit it, but mm-hmm. um, it's certainly different in one way. There is no RPG mechanic underlying it, so you can't quote unquote cheat by leveling up. No, you you have to learn. You have to learn the yeah. mechanics and have to do though uh, overcome the challenges by being good at them i know i know people hate whenever like yes. get good comes up in conversation like that's like that's that's that, the learn that's, that's really what that's really what it comes down to that's in that's, a lot of game yeah but they hate it when you bring that up though yeah they really yeah. do they are so quick to like demean Anyone who brings up, like, yo, just, keep, like, how else do you say it, though? Like, you, there's no other way to say it, bro. Like, you can't, how else do you tell them, stop being shit? That's all you have to say. You can't say that, though. Like, you can't, how else do you explain this concept? Like, these are the, I, I sincerely believe these are the kind of people who probably, like, treat every video game like you would treat Doom. Like, you run in, huh. sword is swinging, and hope to God you win. Problem is, that won't work. You can try, but that never works. You'll just die and, straight out. And even with Doom, that kind of is uh, not the best idea. You have to be quick and all, yeah, but you can't just charge straight in. Because <laughs> those enemies kind of hurt. And yeah. <laughs> From what I've seen of the game, you can't take that many hits. No, no, not in Sekiro. You can't. You cannot take. Yeah, and not, not even in not even not in just in Sekiro, but also in Doom. Yeah, you can't. You can't just sit. You can't just uh, yeah. eat hits to the face. You'll you'll die pretty mm. fast. Yeah. So I I brought like I said I brought this up because it's been bugging mm-hmm. me today. It's been bugging me like ever since the game came out, and like my feed has been full of this fucking argument. <laughs> and like I'm just like, God damn, do we have to do this every time from software releases a fucking video game? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So far, the pattern is holding. I swear, it's like every time from software releases a video game this comes up and before we jump to i want to talk about one last thing that isn't this because it makes Uh me giggle so polygon wrote an article about borderlands 3 the borderlands 3 trailer oh oh you know you know this was coming homie you knew i was doing this you knew i had to talk about this they are disappointed in the in borderlands 3 because it's not a battle royale game yep Uh, we we have hit we have hit peak performance. <laughs> yeah, they're complaining about we didn't see enough new things in that teaser. Yeah, no shit. We hardly saw any gameplay at all there. So whoop de doo. 
Motherfucker, it's Borderlands, dog. You can't like, yeah. like one, it's Borderlands. What are you really like? No offense, hundred percent real here. If Borderlands mm-hmm. three was just more of Borderlands two <laughs> with new characters, I wouldn't even be mad, bro. I still get that day one. <laughs> I would still buy it. I'd still buy it no, day they one. Should, they should at least make the enemies less bullet spongy for single player. But besides that, I wouldn't have much of a problem. Maybe tone down the cringe uh, of the dialogue and all a bit. A little tiny, tiny bit. Tiny. Yeah, move tiny. that back to Borderlands 1 level and then we'll be fine. So I and was maybe just add in a bit gra- gun variety. That would be nice. Uh, more odd, more more automatic weapons because I feel like Borderlands Two went only had like semi-automatics and like projectile launchers. Like mm. it didn't have a lot of like machine guns, like you know, fully automatic weapons. They didn't have a lot of those in Borderlands Two, but I kind of see why because Borderlands One, those weapons were fucking broken. <laughs> They were. You could have just toned them down. Yeah, like, Borderlands 1, they were broken, dude. You get yourself an automatic (laughs) weapon with, like, fire damage, yo, you just burn through, like, everything. Everything dies. Like, holy shit. Speaking of broken, I do hope that they do something with that final boss fight in the Borderlands uh, remaster. Oh, fuck. Can I talk about this real quick? So me and my buddy Yuki have been working on Borderlands 1 for like a year, right? On PS3. Uh-huh. We were working on platinuming it. Now, we took a long-ass break because trying to platinum this fucking game is like trying to run on a treadmill that also has fucking spikes <laughs> on it. That's also shooting fireballs at you. So it's a treadmill with the whole Borderlands gun uh, arsenal. Ins- installed okay yeah it's terrible yeah, yeah. and hmm. there's so many aspects of like as soon as this got announced me and him mm-hmm. were like we're not doing this we are not mm-hmm. we are not doing this again fuck this game we're not platinuming this shit twice fuck this <laughs> and i'll tell you why we hate it so much for one so many of the achievements are like really dumb like really time consuming bullshit time-wasting mm-hmm. achievements and we're not even talking about like complete all the missions for this particular area which by the way they're inconsistent about which areas that you have to complete all the missions for anyways which doesn't really help okay um yeah the final boss is absolute Great. honestly the, the last third of the game is absolute trash like that last yeah. level leading up to that final boss complete garbage yeah that wasn't great definitely I want to forget. <laughs> it was absolute <laughs> trash. What makes it Honestly, worse? From what I remember, the first time I was at the final boss, I had some weapon that outranged the final boss. So I was pretty much just holding back, firing, firing, firing. And after a while, the boss was gone. And um, okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not a fun experience. I mean... See, I already, I think I have the Game of the Year edition on Steam, so I'm going to already be getting this updated version anyways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that'll be kind of cool, but All like, Borderlands 1, 2, and pre-sequel, all the updates are free. Like, that's cool, but, like, Borderlands 1, man, is such a fucking... Mm. 
Jesus Christ. Like, this game is just... Fuck. The game, it, what... the game itself is fine just platinuming, platinum trophying it. Uh, that's... Uh... It's... Yeah, that kind of sucks the fun out of it. It does. And the problem is that me and him both got the Game of the Year edition for PS3. Uh-huh. So now we... We won't, we were just gonna platinum the base game, but now ah, if, even the if we platinum also has the DLC. Uh, yeah, stuff. the platinum has the the platinum right. now includes all the DLC. So even if we platinum the base <laughs> game, it won't technically be an actual platinum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now we have to platinum everything. Woo-hoo. Yeah, oh, wow. I'm not I'm oh. not happy. I'm not happy about it at all. Just in case you were, <laughs> in case you were curious. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's but, that. Speaking of not being happy, I know around three hundred and fifty people who aren't either. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, they're they're taking a nice little vacation, aren't they? Nice little mm. time um, away time away from the job. Mm-hmm. Maybe enjoying. Yeah, time away from the job. That uh, is correct. Vacation, I'm not sure about. (laughs) (laughs) PA, fuck, you guys. It's a mess. PA has been hit with massive layoffs. They fired on 350 of their staff. They said uh, uh, 350. (laughs) I I love how in their thing... They tried to like mitigate it by say we've about in uh, three hundred and fifty roles in our nine thousand person company as yeah. if as if as if to oh. say like as if to say yeah that may sound like a lot but our company consists of nine thousand people so really three hundred people isn't even all that much yeah <laughs> kind of like saying <laughs> we have less percentage of layoffs than Activision yeah but it's still. It's still 350 people. Yep. Yeah, I was reading that and I was just like, well, EA, fuck you. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? Seriously. What's what's up with, with all the companies? Um, seriously, are you still motivated to actually work at gaming? Well, apparently enough people are. I yeah. still, I, I still say, yeah. like, I still say don't. <laughs> like, yeah. like if you need proof, bro. Like, Tate, you could go anywhere. If you have skills that the gaming mm-hmm. industry could use, you can literally go anywhere. Yeah. It's the thing. And honestly, the whole push for unionization that's coming with all of these uh, layoffs. Uh, no, that's not going to help you. <laughs> no. No, all that's going to do is add an extra layer of work they're going to have to do, go through to cut you out. Either that or they're just going to make you quit. Like, Yeah, <laughs> not, even, not even that, just that. Uh, Liana Kay on YouTube pointed it out rightly. Um, there are enough right-to-work states in uh, the USA. Hmm. Just, for example, uh, California may be a uh, forced unionization uh, state, kind of, what mm-hmm. I remember. But right next to that, the states are right to work. So what happens if uh, work uh, people working at game companies uh, push for unionization? The companies will just move away. Yeah. Basically, and your union is gonna be a toothless tiger. 
That's true. It's not so, gonna help you at all. I and why... even then, and even then, uh, they are doing this to push for um, diversity and all. <laughs> but historically, unions have the opposite effect. Usually, yeah. So I mean, you know, I they wanna. I, I guess I guess this industry is gonna have to learn the fucking hard way, right? Mm. Is... Yeah, somehow. Seems that way. Yep. It's it's just demotivating. We've been talking about it since the beginning of the show. First was Telltale. Yes. And then I I mean everyone kind of felt like they were laying off people. And a massive amount of them. I mean, Activision was a pretty big one with around, I think, 800 or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, but Activision was a bit like more egregious in my mind because like Activision had just recently said they brought in a shit ton of money and then fired 850 fucking people. (laughs) Which, as it turned out, was uh, wasn't even quite true, their claim. Yeah. They uh, they fumbled around with that a bit because of their uh, split with uh, with um, Bungie. Ooh, so you tell me they were cooking the books? Ooh, are they cooking the books? Mm. Mm, well, maybe the... not in the legal term, but uh, mm. their public uh, statements um, were probably not a hundred percent accurate. Damn. Or at least they were spinning the story a bit, if you will. Yeah, they they were spinning that story all right. I'll tell you that much. Holy shit! But oh. I, I mean, this is not a great thing to say, but at least the people at EA are getting severance packages, unlike the people at Telltale. <laughs> Telltale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a shitty bright point to bring up. I know, but. Yeah, but... It's a reality of the situation. I mean, yeah. <laughs> all companies sooner or later do layoffs. And if they do them, at least announced a- ahead of time with uh, severance packages and all that. That's better. That's definitely better than how it went with Telltale. I do oh, have- hi. Good morning. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> hey, George, welcome to the office. Get the fuck out. You're fired. <laughs> Glad you're here. Take your stuff from your desk and get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. Yeah, that like, was a bit look, of fun day at the office. Yeah, looking back at that Telltale story, that was even more fucked up because they're like, we're keeping a skeleton crew of mm-hmm. like a handful of people, and then they're like, no, we just fired everybody. Everyone's gone. Yeah. It was yeah. Just... Was that a month later or so, or something? I think no. though, that skeleton crew. I think. I don't think the skeleton crew last lasted that, that long. They didn't last think, that yeah. much longer. Yeah. Okay, um, a few weeks maybe. Hmm? Yeah, I was I was about to say maybe a few weeks, but yeah, just mm-hmm. like Rezo said, it was just fucked up because they were just like, yeah. yeah, we leave a little bit and then just yeah, one shit, one turn after another. You can't say. I think in retrospect, they were probably just looking to finalize that deal with Skybound Games to get the Mm -hmm. IP back to them. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. after that was sealed, they probably said, okay, time to close shop. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, it's pretty much that. Yeah, yeah. They're holding off information because they weren't really sure if Skybound's actually hopping on board or what's going on. That's my assumption. But yeah, it, yeah. If you just like you said, if you just in retrospective, if you just think about it another time, it just kind of feels that way. Mm. And. I downloaded the last episode of The Walking Dead, but I haven't been actually able to play it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's see yeah. how they actually ended that story. But yeah, so with tears. <laughs> so, you know, like it's so fun to pick at like companies like EA though isn't it like it it almost seems like it's in vogue now right like that's just like the thing everyone fucking does these days Mm -hmm. is to pick on like EA the AAA and big companies yeah 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 yeah. it's yeah it's but people have been picking at EA for a while (laughs) (laughs) that's nothing new really yeah they kind of they kind of deserve it let's be honest guys at points yes definitely I think so like, but like my my issue with EA is like I don't really waste my time making fun of them. I just don't buy what they create. <laughs> like I don't like what it's. That's pretty much the way to do it. Yeah. I just don't buy what they make. If they make something mm-hmm. and I find and if they make something and I'm just like oh that like nine times out of ten EA will release a trailer for something and I'll be like that's cool but I'm probably still not gonna fucking buy it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I almost bought the first battle, the first Battlefront game, and I'm kind of happy uh-huh. I ducked. I almost bought it. My friends had almost convinced uh-huh. me to buy it, and then I'm like, yeah, nah, I'll pass. I'm kind of happy I did because that turned out not to be a good purchase anyway. So, uh-huh. I I kind of dodged a bullet on that one. True, though the first one was, uh, I think, better than the second one at release. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> In retro, yeah. Look, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, the yeah. second, the first one's this first one. Pro, the first one was probably received overall better than the second one. Mm-hmm. Then again, the second yeah, the one, this one certainly didn't have that catastrophe with the loot boxes. The thing, the thing that fucks me up about that whole loot box controversy was that that was like in the fucking beta. Like all the signs were already there in the beta that they were going to be like monetizing the fuck out this game. So I'm yeah, more I think some people have been cautious because of that. But I obviously mean, it's a beta and you can't really be sure if that if the if the balancing and the values and all are going to be the same. I was just my whole thing was like like I get that like the the overall community, like the overall gaming mm-hmm. universe that exists on the internet is not the same as the community I might deal with here locally or you know at the world at large right so Mm -hmm. when we might see things pop up on like a new site about like a fucking beta being garbage and the game being Mm -hmm. monetized to shit most normal fucking consumers probably don't figure that shit out until they got home that night and bought the fucking game yeah i mean betas usually uh aren't played by the mainstream consumer i'd say they just wait for till the game is released and then, yeah, pop it in from the shop or buy it retail, uh, digital, I mean. And, yeah. So they don't really have that uh, 
warning sign. I'm. I'll be and honest. Battlefront Two that showed. Yeah, like my whole thing is, it's like, all right, I, I'm perfectly okay with saying that gaming is a business, right? That like this mm-hmm. is an industry. But at some point, like, EA has competition, dog. Like, there's enough competition in this industry. So you would think that, like, as a company, you wouldn't want to do fucked up shit like that, right? Because doesn't this shit, isn't this shit only supposed to happen when you have a monopoly? Isn't that how that's supposed to work? Like, when you have no competition? Kind of. But but to be honest, uh, when you look around... What do you see? Activision doing uh, their microtransactions with Call of Duty, adding in loot boxes after release. What do you see? Ubisoft having microtransactions. (laughs) (laughs) So where would EA see the positive uh, difference? Of Of not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. And I mean, to be to be fair, EA really isn't dumb. And also, they've been doing this uh, microtransaction stuff for a while now with There's, their ultimate teams and yeah, their EA Sports their, titles. Their, yeah, their sports games have been milking the yeah. fuck out of them. They've been massively successful with that. Mm-hmm. But now that kind of makes me wonder, like, like, as a community, we were kind of, like, okay with, like, the sports games doing it. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, be real. Like, most of us, we would we might hear about this shit once in a while and be like, that's a fucking sports game. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> like, you know it's what I mean? A, it's still a pretty yeah. big group that uh, buys those. And, yeah. but, but obviously, yeah, it's, a, it's um, largely a different group. Because... Yeah. Obviously, the sports games and the Call of Duties and all are usually people that mainly play that. Right. And that's why they also mainly spend money on that. So, for example, someone that plays FIFA or um, NHL or Madden NFL, they buy those games yearly and then spend some more on the ultimate team stuff and <laughs> that's where they spent their money and not different games that one guy who spent who uh wanted his information wanted like a history of all of his information from uh EA, uh-huh. and he found <laughs> and he figured out he had spent something like 10 grand or some ridiculous amount of money on fucking uh the, uh, the, the yeah uh, microtransactions <laughs> on those games alone over the span of a certain amount of years like uh-huh. like yo man like i spend a lot of money on my hobby i have yet to get i have yet to here's the here's the fucked up thing i haven't been able to itemize how much i've spent <laughs> that's the thing mm. they itemized it for him that yeah that's the thing though right yeah. Because I'm pretty sure if we took how many games that we've bought over the span of five five or so years, we'd probably mm-hmm. be pretty fucking like, oh, shit, I've spent that much? Yeah. Yeah, but it's not, not going to be anywhere near that. For <laughs> 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 now, I don't, I don't think any of us have hit that yeah. level of absurdity. Yeah. 
And that's when you know why the term whales is a thing. That's such a gross thing. To, that's such a gross, like, I get it. Like, the term makes sense, but that's, like, dehumanizing. Yeah. That's dehumanizing. It's really because... weird. Yeah. It's really weird, but, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Cause Especially when... when you hear something like that. Cause when, like, <laughs> and what... I think mainly his main comment was, yeah, I knew it was a lot already, but I just didn't figure it was that much. Now he did go on to say that like he, like he he does well for himself, you know what I mean? He's mm -hmm. not like he's not in a fine he's he's financially able to do this and it doesn't affect yeah. him in any meaningful way, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah. He goes, "I do it because it's fun, but I can see where this might be you know, addictive. Yeah. It could be or... potentially a problem for other people." Yeah. Which that's a lot of that's that's a level of self-awareness I just – I wouldn't expect. Mm. But I guess when you spent $10,000 on microtransactions, you probably you really do. complain that much about that. <laughs> You've kind of lost the right to be like, I've been taken advantage of. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No. I mean, like – because here's the thing, right? Like, microtransactions are such a fucked up thing for me because – like as a community Especially if you combine it's microtransactions and then it comes up to that sum of money yeah <laughs> it's just the microtransactions that i was uh, yeah that's very micro yeah i was just about to say that that shit is expensive i was i was seeing something on fifa when i was over mm -hmm. at a friend's house and holy shit i think you could you could buy gold points for i mean almost a hundred bucks and i was just mm -hmm. like well this could be two new games and you know it's just like huh? yeah and now think back to the episode uh with the uh i think it was christmas present from 2k oh fuck with that specific uh player card that they um, accidentally gifted <laughs> to the people. Yeah. I accidentally gave you a gift. Let me get that yeah. back, please. Yeah. And I... now you know that those are also kind of pricey if you want to have them. Yeah. And, like, just... the weird thing is, is that, like, Oftentimes you hear when, like, microtransactions come up that, like, we as a community kind of let this happen because we just sort of, like, wrote mm. it off over the last handful of years. You know, mm. when it first started popping up, we were like, eh, you know what? It's only in sports games and, you know, who cares about the people who play those? Let them get ripped off. No big deal. Yeah. And then it's like, and then it's like, oh, it's just, it's just cosmetics. Eh, it's mm -hmm. annoying, but whatever. Eh, okay, it's. But hey, then Battlefront 2 comes along and everything explodes. <laughs> I mean, that is sort of, that always has been sort of an arbitrary line that we've, that we kind of drew, wasn't it? Like, as long as it doesn't affect gameplay, like, it's I fine. I don't think that's really arbitrary. Yeah, but, okay, but if cosmetics are a part mm -hmm. of the gameplay, I kind of... I kind of think that's that's kind of a weird line to draw, right? Like how well, you mean, look in many games that's... matters. <laughs> Not from a gameplay point of view, it doesn't change your performance. 
you have yeah. still you still have the same stats, the same weapon, everything. You don't do any less or more damage. You don't get any less or more damage because of that. It's just how you look. That's it's not it's not something that affects your performance in the game. I mean, you're right. You're right. I'm not gonna say that you're wrong. You're right, but. <laughs> Then, then I know quite a few people who blew, who will blow like two hundred dollars on fucking crates and fucking Overwatch just to get like one fucking skin. I'm just, sure. which I sure, but they won't uh, perform any better because of that. No, <laughs> no, they're still gonna be just as shit in the game. <laughs> <laughs> You're either going to be just as good or just as shit as you were before you bought yeah. the fucking things. Have exactly. fun, have, have fun <laughs> asshole. Yeah. I, like, the thing about, like, microtransactions to me has, has, I've always been in this weird spot now where, like, now DLC mm-hmm. itself is almost microtransactioning in certain yeah. certain places in now. Some games. Yeah. In all, some games, yeah. In some games, like... You know what I mean? Like it's it's you're charging me for it, but you're charging me just low enough. You're charging mm-hmm. me just enough to where I'm okay with it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that yeah, fucking that's... it's like that fucking EXP boost in fucking Odyssey, right? Like yeah. it's like it's ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yo, so I'll be time like, exchange. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's ten dollars, but fuck. Mm. And like someone worked that shit out. It worked. The, someone worked out the math on the uh, the EXP boost in uh, Odyssey, and it showed that mm-hmm. the EXP boost versus not the EXP boost. If you ha- if you ha- if you don't have it, you you hit that wall. Uh, that mm-hmm. is a wall you hit. That's like this huge grind wall. But without it, you can with the EXP boost, you could just play through the story, and have no issues. Like yeah, but then again. You can also do the side quests in Odyssey, and not have a problem with that wall. Yeah, that's true. But that's also a bit of the problem with uh, games like that. If you if you design them around that stuff, then it kind of gets a bit mm, meh. Yeah, but, but here's the thing, though. But also, if you, but also, if, if uh, in RPGs. Even if you don't have a microtransaction like that, it's still often that way that if you just follow the main story, at some point you hit a wall or it gets progressively more difficult. Unless you do the side quests or grind. Right. So Odyssey isn't really that far out of the ordinary there. But of course, since the uh, DLC... uh, or the microtransaction is there, there's also kind of that doubt in your mind about if they really designed it around that or if that just, they added the microtransaction after the fact. Yeah, and there's no way you'll ever fucking figure it out. I yeah, mean, exactly. <laughs> hate to break it to you folks. Obvi- obviously, hate, obviously, hate, and that's that's the problem kind of with that. Hate to break it to you, Angry Joe, but... uh. You, you can tinfoil hat. You can tinfoil hat on your show all you like, bro. But you still can't prove. You, can, you still can't prove it. Just saying. I'm just. 
I'm keeping it real. You can you can tinfoil all you like, baby, but you can't prove it. <laughs> right, but now off from the tangent of microtransactions back to EA. I mean, are they kind of connected though? Are they still? They're still connected. Uh, it's currently, tiny. currently, yes. But if we want to talk about EA as a whole, they have a bit of a history since yeah. they've been around for quite a while. And with quite a while, I mean they're almost as old as I am. <laughs> they've been founded May twenty seventh in eighty two. Oh shit. Yeah, you're right. They've been around for 36 years. Jesus Christ. Wow. Mm -hmm. And the founder was an Apple employee, Trip Hawkins. Huh. Funny thing about that guy, he's also been the founder of 3DO. (laughs) Well, I mean, not every, Um, not, not every bet, not every bet's going to win in your favor. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you're not you gonna win that. every you're not gonna win every gamble i'll tell you that much <laughs> sometimes you roll the dice and you just fall off a cliff mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> oh that episode one co- episode one callback good lord <laughs> Ooh. Oh keeping it old school uh, yeah apparently <laughs> Yeah, but EA really has a long history mm-hmm. in publishing, but also in acquiring companies. Yeah, they they love to uh, acquire. Oh they, yeah, they have a th- they have a thing for vacuuming up companies left and right, and uh, they started with that in eighty seven. Jesus, they started early. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. The first company they acquired was Batteries Included. Interesting name. Batteries <laughs> included. Yes. So I'm assuming they weren't a PC developer. Um, <laughs> not, <laughs> not not just not only they um they were a software and hardware company actually. Um, oh, batteries okay. included did things for Apple II, the Atari 8-bit family, the Commodore 64, Atari ST, and MS DOS. Huh. Okay. But the best known uh, product from them was um, the paperclip word processor. Oh. So no, they haven't been doing much in terms of games. <laughs> but interestingly, Electronic Arts still bought them and still uh, sold stuff under that name. Mm-hmm. Jesus. But the first really uh, known company that they acquired was in 92 which went under the name origin systems mm, yeah oh yeah I rem- oh. Yeah. yeah it was at the time uh, in uh, some time ago right yeah they went defunct in 2004 oh okay mm-hmm. i thought it was way later but yeah I kind of remember something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know, still know the name Origin being used nowadays by EA. Yes. Just uh, under a different uh, context. Mm-hmm. Not producing yeah. games, but... Yeah. Yeah, their storefront. 
Yeah. But back then, Origin Systems was very well known for the Ultima and Wing Commander series. Oh, fuck. I knew I heard that name somewhere before. I just couldn't put my finger yeah. on it. God damn it. <laughs> I didn't want to ask. I knew you were going to tell me what they did, but I knew I had heard their name somewhere. Fuck. Yeah. I'm Man, upset Richard Garriott isn't going to be happy with you for that. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, but, I mean, you being more of a console gamer and less of a PC gamer, it's understandable. There have been some ports of Ultima and Wing Commander for consoles, but they've been usually um, significantly inferior versions. I was about to say, like, the Wing Commander series kind of played off of having, like, FMV cutscenes and, like, voice acting. At least from the third one on. The first two were still all in uh, in uh, sprites, graphics, and drawn cutscenes and all. But yeah, mm. the, from the third one on, that that really became popular through their FMV cutscenes and extensive story in the game. Yeah, yeah. But even then, I mean, a first-person space uh, sim kind of uh, might be a bit uh, too much for the systems at the time, especially <laughs> since uh, yeah. Origin Systems had the kind of had the reputation that you need to buy a new PC for each of their game. Yeah, <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking Spoonie brought that up years ago in one of his... Um ultima reviews where he was like yeah you know every single time one of these new games came out i had to upgrade my pc <laughs> yeah at the time that really was the case yeah. each in each review and all all you could see is yeah you better get a good have a good pc for this <laughs> jesus was it that i mean i didn't i didn't really play these games so was that that mm -hmm. was that was a legit like that it was legit like that. They really, oh. uh, especially with the Wing Commander games, they really pushed the envelope there. So you really had to have a high-end uh, system to so, really get the most out of it. So we're not even talking like a few minor upgrades. It was like a complete no. system overhaul at that point. To, to yeah, depending on your PC, yeah, pretty oh, much. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought this was all just hyperbole. I didn't know this was an actual no. fucking thing that happened. <laughs> yeah. They had that reputation and it was pretty much uh yeah, deserved. But yeah. on the other hand, the games also were really good as well. So okay. because they really advanced their uh the technology and for example just like with the FMV FMV stuff for Wing Commander 3, they also were um one of the Ultima games was the first that really made use of um, windows in their games, uh, as in movable windows and all, oh, without oh. it being a Windows game. Oh, shit. So it really had a movable interface and could do all the stuff and move stuff out of the way. But hmm. at the time, you really didn't have that framework as a basis. They had to do that all by themselves. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there was uh, 
when they it went downhill, there was still Ultima Nine, which was uh, one of the first three D RPGs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, notorious for its bugs, bad performance, and all, but it's still in in some ways it was still ahead of its time. Mm. But yeah, that was the time when <laughs> EA was already involved. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the their first big uh, buys, and also obviously Bullfrog Productions. Mm. They were pretty well known at the time. Look, if we're gonna go through every company EA has eaten up, nah, definitely not all of them. Just, <laughs> just, just a few of the big ones. Yeah, Christ, man. Yeah. We might be here a while if we have to go yeah. through all of EA's uh, meals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too long to do <laughs> We'd be around uh, about as long as uh, listening to all of the companies they close down. Oh. Yeah. Which was also yeah, kind of their habit. And yeah, like, uh, and like, like uh, Westwood. <laughs> Uh, visceral. Yeah. But at the same time, when I talk about visceral and them closing up down visceral, like, I look at, I look at Dead Space 3 and I'm like, the fuck did you expect this? How the fuck did you expect this game to do? You, you, you guys had a, you guys had a formula and you fucked it up. Like, don't, oh, yeah. don't, don't blame the devs for this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That game was just a disappointment, and Dead Space had been a really good game. The first one was awesome. The second one was good too, if you ask me. But and the microtransactions weren't even the problem. Yeah. No, no, like even though they added them, yeah. yeah, yeah, they were there. But I promise you, microtransactions you were like, yeah, my microtransactions were like the last thing that this game. <laughs> that Dead Space 3 had a problem with. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Yep. And then, like, you get to, like, Bioware. Mm-hmm. And, like, Bioware fucks me up 17 different ways a Saturday because I'm just like, all right. <laughs> so, like, Bi- Mass Effect 1, Bioware made themselves. Mass Effect 2, Bioware was under EA, but Bioware still made Mass Effect 2. And it was still very clear that Bioware mm-hmm. had their hands on the fucking wheel of the fucking game. Then you get to Mass Effect 3, and oh, fuck. Um, so I think Bioware was bought just when Mass Effect was in production, I think. Mm, okay. Well, they probably... I, th- I, th- I think without uh, being bought at the time, I don't think Bioware would have survived. That's possible. But yeah, but so. yeah. Uh, obviously, after uh, a while, they took more and more control. And like, yeah. what kills me entirely is mm-hmm. that like this 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 could have been a vo- like because what kills me is EA t- takes these companies and then like all these IPs that the companies may have had. Like for instance, we're never gonna see another Kotor game. Let's let's be real. It's we're yeah. never seeing another one. It's not gonna happen. No. Um, 
We're not. We're not gonna see another Jade Empire. I don't care who the fuck you are. That's just not. There's no way. There's no way. I would die if EA was like, "Yeah, guys, guess what? Jade Empire." I'd be like, "Oh, what the fuck did you do to this game?" Yeah, although I think Jade Empire did wasn't exactly all that uh, popular. No, it wasn't. It was, but it was still a unique and creative uh, idea. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not to mention its setting. I think the setting for Jade Empire was really what sold me. But no, it was not. It was not a a, a landmark uh, creation in technology. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Or in storytelling, but still. You know, I'm just saying, if Shenmue can get a sequel all these mm-hmm. years later, eh, yeah. I'm just saying, and Shenmue ain't nothing special, I... just in case you were curious, it's not... I mean, Shenmue has a, a cult following, it's... Uh, yeah, cult, that's definitely, that's definitely the word I would, I would use to describe the following. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree. That's a, that's an Probably, apt... I know it was also kind of, uh... Well, ahead of its time in some ways, but yeah, obviously it's uh, one. Of, uh, it's probably one of those cases where the hype between uh, behind the game is a bit larger than the game is itself. Yeah, but th- then again, even with Bioware, uh, that was potential with Anthem. Especially since apparently their uh, the story they originally planned and all was a lot different than what the game actually released with. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this keeps happening. Yeah. How how do you how do you write a story and then take it and then just like be like, yep, nope, <laughs> nope, not not even. I really have to wonder what happened there. But then again, with Anthem, uh, with all the things happening after release, you have to wonder a lot. Yeah, like, how do you... How do you... How do you... How do you... <laughs> yeah, just how do you... Yeah, like, I don't even know where to start, how? bro. Like, how? <laughs> how do you even? Like, there's not, like... I don't even mean, like, a certain thing in Anthem. Like, how do you even the whole game? Like, this entire game is just one giant question mark. And each of the news that I read about it, it just, the question mark gets bigger and bigger and bigger. (laughs) Like, okay, uh, your beginning weapons do more damage than uh, the the high-end weapons, but even though the damage shown is lower. Uh, what? Yeah. Okay, if you unequip your secondary uh, equipment, you do a lot more damage. Um, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> if you're new to the game and get uh, and do random missions, you can get spawned to the final boss. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> we patched the game and it it caused a bug where people actually got rewarded for their efforts in trying to play the game. Sorry, guys, that was a mistake. We're going to patch that out. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and, and with that uh, spawning into the final boss thing, combined with the other bugs, you, the new guy, would be the one doing the most damage. That 
that that to me is just I can't even <laughs> deal. Just a giant. What the fuck? How do you even do that? Like, like Q QA my ass. QA my ass. We've already established QA doesn't exist. That's what beta tests are for. Hmm. Co- company yeah, so they have beta. That's this time it's release testers. Oh my god! You're oh Jesus! You're right. Yeah, you're right. The game has been out for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the weird thing, though. Like, now they've just done it to where, like, EA's just like, yeah, you can play the game, you know, like, two weeks before launch in our beta test. We can't, we won't have anything fixed before the game actually comes out, but... But you can still play it, so have fun. <laughs> you can play it. And then, and then, like, EA had that launch schedule fucking shark bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah, because I really want a flowchart to go with when I can play my fucking video game. That's 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 and really apparently the game did decently in sales still. Yeah, I guess. Let's that's... see what happens there. I mean that, that that's what kills me though, is that like yeah. These games turn out to be trash, yet they still sold. These games turn out to be broken messes, yet they still sold well. They yeah. still did well. Like, that, That to me, is just like... I mean, that game did what, my, what uh, before No Man's Sky managed. Crash consoles. Mm-hmm. Even worse than No Man's Sky. Yeah, it crashed, it crashed consoles so hard, the console just went nope and turns itself off. Yeah. You quit the game, the the console turns off. Just boom. Just... Hard, hard turn off. It's... I don't know. So, if, and if you turn it back on, then it has to check the file system. Yeah, because you turn the console off. It's that kind off. of... Yeah. It, yeah. It's the equivalent of uh, pulling the... It's the equivalent of pulling the power cord out of your console while it's on and turning it back on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Which, just uh, pressing your power switch on the PC for four seconds, and then it just turns off hard. Which I that's I essentially don't, what it's been doing. I would I like, don't know how that happens. I would like EA to I'd like EA to really explain like to really explain to me how your game pulls that off. I need to know yeah. like, what what ma- what modern magic did you pull off with your fucking video game. To make this a- that bad, not even yeah. not even when Sky did that bad. That just crashed. It is. It's kind of an achievement if you. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, not exactly a positive one. Yeah. <laughs> not but... exactly one that uh, pops up in your Steam overlay. Yeah, and you should be <laughs> proud of. But. Uh huh. No, I I, th- I think there could be some. I think they can have some pride in their achievement. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there right. can, you can have some pride in the fact that you created a game that fucking bugged itself out so bad that it just turns off the fucking console. I think that's <laughs> there's something to be said there for that. There you can. Oh, this. Um, I just looked in the Wikipedia article. Uh, there's a quote here oh, from here. EGM. Uh, they gave it an overly generous 7.5, but they stated, 
Anthem is a beautiful car that is an absolute joy to ride. Despite saying that, the wheels will periodically fall off. I can't think of a better way to describe it. But still, 7.5. Yeah, that's uh, definitely uh, too high. Yeah, that's... (laughs) You see, and this is the thing. This brings me right back... I would not give a car a 7.5 when I'm driving on the on the highway and suddenly my wheels overtake me. No, it's more like a 3, a 3, 3.5, something like that. See, all this uh, does... The car would get a plane zero. Yeah, all this does <laughs> is just kind of bring up my point when I said that, like, these influence, like, these companies... <laughs> At least they're honest, but, like... If you can write this game off at a 7.5, yo, yo, this this is why reviewers should have to go back on certain games and have to be like, how do I feel about the game after, like, two or three months? Mm. Yeah. Mm. But best not do it like what we had with Polygon and SimCity. Like, we uh. talked about that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm so upset. I'm so upset right now. <laughs> I'm so upset that that upsets so, me greatly. But speaking about uh, games that uh, Electronic Arts published, you likely wouldn't guess what they started out with. I probably won't. Tell me, because I Archon in '83. That was a chess-like strategy and action game. Oh what? wow. Where you essentially you had your chessboard and you moved your uh, figures just like in chess, but when two of the figures met, you have to fight them in an action sequence, oh. like a duel kind of thing. And each huh. of the figures okay. has different abilities. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's really cool. But so unlike <laughs> EA. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's kind of like cool. modern, unlike modern EA. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we gotta give them credit. They used to be kind of good. back then. They were uh, a lot different because they yeah. did a lot more variety in their games. Yeah, that's true. Other things. Well, they also uh, published Boulder Dash on different systems. Dungeon Keeper. Bart Bart's Tale. Oh. Yeah, Dungeon Keeper later on, obviously. But in the 80s, it was stuff like The Bart's Tale, uh, Marble Madness. Okay. They didn't do as much in terms of uh, sports games, but they also had some of that, like Virtual Golf. And at some point, they started out with the um, uh, football and soccer games in the 90s. That was pretty much the start in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. They had quite a few different things. Populous, obviously, since they had Bullfrog under there. Rampart was a uh, pretty interesting game. It was an arcade game. Uh, it was kind of a mix between shoot 'em up and puzzle. Well, you had a top-down view, and you had to... Um, build your uh, castle kind of like Tetris because you got random blocks for the walls and you had to arrange them to in 
in a circle uh, kind of shape. So you had the the place where you put your cannons. You had to surround that with the wall pieces. And then in the second round, you have to um, shoot at attacking uh, ships. And then it switches back into the building and then back to the shooting. Mm -hmm. That was definitely an interesting game. Yeah, there's something else. Let's see. Ah, yes, another long-running, well, rather long-running series was the Desert Strike. Oh, oh shit. Yay. Yeah. The isometric helicopter um yeah. shooter game. Damn, Which yeah. um yeah. They should do something again with that. I mean, there have been a few scenarios that they can uh use there. That is true. I actually um you know, reading a little bit on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And um, the game quality was quite high for EA games. It was, it says, about 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, Metacritic gave EA games an average score of uh, 72.0 out of 100. And hmm. um, Nintendo actually got 74.5, which is... Well, we all know, yeah, I think Nintendo has always put a lot of effort into their games. Yeah. And 2.5 points uh, behind Nintendo is actually a good thing, if you ask me. Yeah, that's pretty good in terms of the mm-hmm. average. Yeah, and they were, they were ahead of um, Microsoft and Sony, which were mm-hmm. yeah, around 71 points and yeah the closest third party publisher was uh, take two interactive mm-hmm. and yeah they had around 70 points and they all had even even square enix raid in the mid 60s uh, so, uh, yeah i'm <sighs> not too surprised about that honestly square yeah. does have uh, a more a bit more variety in their yeah. uh, game quality, let's say. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's really true. But and take yeah. take two, of course, has their uh, high end scores like GTA, Red Dead Redemption. So yes, yes, that drags it up. Yeah, but it's just which is yeah. kind of sad if you kind of compare something like. Well, they had a massive. Um, yeah, massive success with Rock Band back then. Mm-hmm. And I gotta yeah. say, I enjoyed that pretty much. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but that whole Rock Band phase, I think that uh, yeah. the companies, was... I think, overdid it a bit with that. Yes, actually, yes, they did. It was just like FIFA. Every year there was a new Guitar Hero or a new Rock mm-hmm. Band something like that it was fun at first but at that rate it was kind of doomed to actually yeah well mm. I, especially with rock band you can't really sell uh the people the same songs every year yeah i remember exactly. i was working at a toys r us this was back <laughs> in 2012 2000 
Around the first, uh-huh. it was like my it was my second job I ever had. Keep in mind, I was in my twenties, uh, early twenties, okay. and um, I was working toys rest during the holidays. And we actually had a few. I think they might have been Guitar Hero like box sets that had like mm-hmm. you know it was like the full kit, and we just couldn't mm-hmm. move them. They just couldn't sell them. They were yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, they were trying so hard to get rid of them. <laughs> You got, you got to remember, by the time, like, 2010, 2013 ran around, like, the, the phase was done. People mm-hmm. were done with these fucking games, you know? Because, yeah. for one, you're asking people that take up a shit ton of space in their house yeah. for fucking guitars. And God mm-hmm. help you if you had the fucking drum set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually had that. <laughs> and especially if you do that year over year, yeah. they just don't change much. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can't really expect people to throw out their old ones and buy new ones. Yeah. Well, that I just doesn't work the same way. I wouldn't expect someone to want to throw this shit out. Anyways, you just spent a hundred fucking dollars. I'm not throwing that yeah. shit out. Like, mm-hmm. and you can't yeah. you can't take it to GameStop because GameStop nine times out of ten wouldn't take the shit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not surprised they don't want to clog their inventory. Yeah, because after a certain point now, what's hilarious is that around 2015-16, there was a massive influx of people who suddenly wanted the guitars and shit because they wanted to go back and play the games. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. by uh-huh. this point, like, nobody, like, GameStop wasn't selling them anymore. I think, I'm pretty sure GameStop yeah. had basically, like, landfilled, like, 90% of the shit. Like, yeah. mm. Or sent them back to the uh, publishers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Something pretty much. Said, yeah. So that was that was an interesting I interesting thing to see happen where like we have these massive guitar sets, these massive guitar hero or rock yeah. band um massive box sets that we just could not get rid of. Yeah. I mean it was kind of funny and kinda yeah, it was it was a fresh idea. Yeah. Let's let's really just It was a fresh idea and then they just had to yeah. stomp it into the ground. Yeah, they were overdoing it. They were actually... Oh, it was just too much, and then they promised too many things. It was just like... Something Something is still on my mind. They were just like, yeah, we wanted to do something like a piano teacher, something like you could mm-hmm. actually learn to, to play the piano, which I would be so over. Yeah, something and like I, that would actually be interesting. Yeah, it would be such a good idea, and... You know the, the the games were actually quite enjoyable and mm-hmm. um, challenging, of course, as well. But as you would have played it, you actually made some kind of progress. And mm-hmm. thinking of doing that as a piano learning tool or even a guitar learning tool that you could do at home, and it, even though it would be a little bit more expensive. Because you have to actually do more than just throw in a couple of songs or something like that mm-hmm. and have some more advanced yeah, equipment yeah. or controller, if you want to say. Um, it, it would be something that I think some people would really consider it of buying and getting interested in. And you could actually do something like that with DSC as well if you want mm-hmm. to yeah proceed and getting new lessons or even new uh new or something like that but it was just 
<sighs> it was just messed up at some point. Yeah, I think and there was no turning back. Mm, I think the licensing costs was a, probably also a, a factor where, that held them back. Yeah, ask um, Telltale. <laughs> yeah, licensing became a problem for I think Rock mm -hmm. Band because like they would release songs, then like months later the songs would get pulled off of the digital store mm -hmm. because of licensing mm -hmm. problems. Yeah, <sighs> that's yeah. just great. I mean, you want to talk about like that's not like that's pretty common though. Like shit getting oh, taken yeah. down for licensing. You have any idea how oh, many yeah. times Deadpool has been put up mm -hmm. on digital store, then pulled back down, then put back up, then pulled yeah. back down again oh, because yeah. of licensing problems? Yeah, Rest in peace, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I'm yeah. pissed. I did not get a chance to pick that game up. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Simpsons arcade and the X Men arcade game that were on a mm -hmm. PSN and Xbox Live, those got pulled down pretty fast. I missed out on those. It's mm. a shame. It's really a shame, yeah. Yeah. Just Looking at the list, uh, here's another series that they could resurrect Road Rash. Yeah, they could. There isn't a lot of arcadey um um car games these days. They 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 had I that mean that was cool. um that was uh, not just car that wasn't cars, that was motorcycles. Oh, even better. Even better. Yeah. There's none of that. There's hardly anything there that is a road redemption that's uh, been a Kickstarter game. But besides that, I can hardly think of any. Mm. Yeah. So that's like, something they could do. That yeah, is, but I just don't know if they take the risk on it. Yeah. I don't know. They wouldn't have to take that much of a risk there. Yeah. I mean, I mean the other series they started in 94 was Need for Speed. Mm. <laughs> True. I mean, if you look at Forza Horizon or something like that, this mm -hmm. could be... If you do it right, it could be mind-blowing, actually. Mm. Yeah, they they could expand Need for Speed and include yeah. other ver other types of vehicles, like for example the motorcycles. Yes, yeah. and it would still fit the name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, oh, there's something. Theme Park was also released in '94. Oh, <sighs> theme Park. I played that game so freaking much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I actually got that uh, in 97 on a magazine disc as oh, a freebie. Really? That was really nice. Oh, yeah. I uh, remember some... Demo discs, yeah. bitches. Oh, yeah. But that wasn't even a demo. That was yeah, the full it, game. Sometimes oh, you shit. had a full game here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit. Because around 97, the game magazine started put, putting uh, full games on the mm -hmm. discs for every month. Mm -hmm. They were pretty old or something like that. And mm -hmm. some, some, yeah, sometimes there were some niche games, but yeah. sometimes you had really gems for that. Mm -hmm. It was really great, yeah. You know like what Theme I... Park, that was only yeah. three years old at that point. Yeah. You know, you know what I kind of miss? Mm -hmm. uh, they used to sell these, they used to sell uh, dual packs of PC games, of like older PC games at like retail stores, like Walmart or something. Because that's how uh -huh. I got my copy of um, Septera Core and Shogo Mobile Armor Division was in a dual pack mm. that they mm -hmm. just sold for like 10 bucks. 
And I, 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 I remember I bought it because I think the Shogo cover was first, and it looked really cool. And I'm like, 10 bucks, Yeah, all right. And then I played Shogo, and I'm like, yo, this is this is absurd. And then Septera Core was this interesting take on a, an RPG, and I'm like, oh, well, I got my $10 worth. Mm. Yeah, we had something uh, similar in the 90s. The Gold Games collections. Mm. That started at around 96. And that was just, you had a, just a regular retail package where you had uh, several games in there. Uh, let's see how many were these here. Around 40 games on 15 CDs for the first collection. And you paid 50 bucks for that. Oh shit! And that, for that one, for example, had games like Alone in the Dark two and three, uh, Leisure Suit Larry six, Old Timer. Um, which one would be Wales Voyage one and two? Uh, Battle Isle, the first one, among others. It had really a nice mix of role playing games, strategy games, uh. Act- Adventure games, action games, pretty much across the board. And those were really, we had those for several years, collections like that. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's, really... that's what I miss, is uh, mm. finding these... Nowadays, funny... I guess you could say the Humble Bundle stuff is kind of a replacement for that. Yeah, nowadays, all you find in, like, the bigger retail stores that are, like... um. Um, find the item games, you know, like the Nancy Drew fucking click games where you have to find items and puzzles and shit. Ah, mm-hmm. You find those a lot now. Those are always yeah. on the bin. Yeah. And like your I think occasional... those are rather popular over here too. Are you serious? I think so. I mean, I see though, I also see those on mobile all the time. Yeah, so. you're right. Find right. find items on different pictures. Yeah, that's true. Stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. yeah, on the casual market, I think those are pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Well, I certainly find them everywhere. So they must they must be yeah. they got to be a little popular. You wouldn't be stocking them everywhere. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not so sure about the Switch if they actually released a lot of them on there, but. Probably not that much so far. No, not that much, but it would be a good a good platform. Yeah, uh, I guess they might do that more if the rumors about the uh, two Switch models uh, coming yeah. held, yeah. holds true. Because if you have the cheaper model, then obviously the mm-hmm. cost of entry uh, gets lower and yeah. you could maybe sell those games better. Yeah, that's true. That's true, yeah. Well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Uh, but yeah, the EA games list is quite extensive. Yeah. Yeah, it turns out EA had some uh, some talent back in the day. Yeah, I guess, I guess and they... then the further you scroll, the more sports games there are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, like... Sports games have always been this thing to me where I'm just kind of like, because here, all right. So, typical nerd. I don't, 
I never was into sports, so I guess maybe I'm not mm-hmm. the right. I know I'm not the right audience, right? But like, <laughs> I guess I guess I've always had that notion of like, but why though? <laughs> why though? You know, because like, I don't know. I guess I I'm sure there's dozens of reasons why these games do incredibly mm-hmm. well. But you know, even back on like the PS2 and 360, we all mm-hmm. used to make the joke about how each year these new sports games come out, and you could have easily pulled this off with the fucking um, update. Like yeah, you could have just had an update, and, and you especially especially nowadays. But then again, people keep buying it, so there's really no reason to change that for the, the for the publisher. I know, because I think I think once the sales go down they'll uh change that yeah they mm. can just they can just release if the sales go down enough they say okay here instead of a new game every year we'll just do a dlc pack for an update for the new season so, stuff like that because that would just make that, i mean i mean we've been making that uh-huh. joke for like a decade like that's been like a fucking running gag <laughs> in the industry for like a decade is like Oh, you buy this, you buy, you buy the same game every year when they could have just patched it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but then again, they still sell gangbusters, so. I fucking, this happened every year I worked at GameStop, dude, because I had to work the midnight Uh release for, like, Madden. (laughs) I did, I had to work. The game comes out, store is overrun. Yeah, game comes out, we have a line out the fucking door. Mm. Hmm. It's like uh, a new iPhone gets released. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> want to talk about that. That's that's even <laughs> that's even more depressing for me in some ways. Cause like, and the thing is, like you said, you know, people still buy it. So like, why the fuck would you change it? Like, if people are still gonna keep buying the shit, then you know, yeah. Like, why? Why? There's no incentive, and that's a fucked mm-hmm. up thing now. Is that like we we have we have went under this this belief that like hey you know uh, capitalism means that you had a competition will breed better product, yeah. Problem is that is that when everybody is doing the same shit, mm-hmm. when every when everybody's doing the same old tactics, and they're still making shit tons of money, yeah. That there's no why, why would you change it? Why there's no exactly. you wouldn't you yeah. you you would never People are still buying it. So I will say though before we wrap it's really up, not the company's fault at that point. I will say before we wrap up that I think that this live service bullshit is gonna have to hit ahead because the thing is, is that like a live these live service. How many of these can you really have out at the same time before like the consumer is just like I'm not going to. You know what mm. I mean? Like, it's kind of similar to uh, the MMO market. That, but here's the thing, though. That petered out. Yeah, to some degree. That that yeah, definitely did. That petered out really hard. Um, because you got to a point to where like companies were still trying to make these MMOs, but like mm-hmm. they weren't going anywhere. And a lot of that was because they all looked at WoW and just said, yeah, do that with a different skin. Yeah, yeah just... for one, that. But also, WoW has years of advancement, years of advantage in terms of development and content and all. 
Right. So people look at the new game, the new MMO, reach the end, see, oh, there's nothing here yet. Okay, bye, back to WoW. Basically. So And then I, they never return. I think like the live service that we're seeing now, and I don't necessarily just mean like the consistently updating your game. I'm talking more like the Division mm-hmm. 2, Anthem, the Destinies, mm-hmm. these kind of fucking games. At some point, we're going to have to hit a point where people were like, because here's the thing. They all launch around like the same few month period. You know yeah. what I mean? They all pick the mm-hmm. same general time frame to launch. At some point, consumers are just going to have to be like, all right, I'm not buying two of them. I'm not mm-hmm. even, I'm not going to yeah. buy all three. I can't play all three. I'm going to buy one. Yeah. The, the difference between those games and the MMOs, obviously, is that with these, you only pay once and that's it. But yeah, obviously, those. At some point, we'll reach a cap how much, how many of those games reasonably can be on the market. But like, yeah, I think at this point, we haven't reached that yet. We, I think at some point, we're also going to have to hit a point to where like you can't release these games being like feature incomplete. I get it. I get it. You I get it. You want to make sure you have enough content until you release your first expansion or your first DLC. I get that. That makes sense. But here's the thing though. When you release a threadbare game at launch mm-hmm. and people can complete it in like 3 hours or 5 hours or however many hours, yo, that's a bad sign, homie. You can't do that. Like yeah. Like that's a that, bit short even for a regular game yeah like and the thing is and the thing is i would be okay if it was like a single player game bro i love uncharted all right uncharted Mm -hmm. is like a five or seven hour game bro i will play that till the till the day i die there's nothing wrong with that but when you're releasing this mmo like fucking video game (laughs) uh because you have a hard-on for that market because Let's face it, most of these companies are taking directly from MMOs. They're, they they look at the MMO style of gameplay and say, well, these games can go on forever. So we'll just take those kind of those kind of ideas, put them in our game with the hope that our game can go on forever. But here's the thing, though. Games like WoW, Final Fantasy XIV, which I play way too fucking much of. Just going <laughs> to... Throw that out there. CD will tell you he sees me on it quite, <laughs> quite, quite a bit on Discord. There's no way oh, he definitely. does it. There's no way he oh, does definitely. it. There's no way he does it. The difference between like what they're doing and what like 14 does is that 14 does have content patches. Like mm-hmm. every like two-ish months. But here's the thing though. Even when they do launch an expansion, which an expansion only gets launched every year or two. Two years, uh-huh. give or take. But there's content patches like every two or so months. Mm-hmm. But even when they launch the expansion, before even a content patch comes out, that expansion lasts you quite a while. There's content there to justify it. My issue with the mm-hmm. games these days is that they can make the argument of, well, you only had to pay the $60 one time, right? You only mm-hmm. had to pay once. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. Then make the game a single-player game. <laughs> Let the game be seven hours and stop expecting me to sit around waiting for you to release content. 
Destiny 2, Destiny had this problem, but Destiny's mm. even more absurd because they did expansions for that game that were like 40 fucking dollars that were outside of the season pass. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Taken King and Iron Banner were both $40 expansion packs. And they really weren't even expansion packs. They were like a couple of new area, a couple of new missions, and like a couple of new monsters. Hmm. Okay. You know, my 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 thing is is that like if you're going to make these kind of games that you want to be these massive keep people engaged for a long period of time, the content has to be there. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you can't definitely you can't, you know, Assassin's Creed, you can do that with, where you can have a, 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 a platform you build on, because at least mm. there's a game there. <laughs> there's, there's a fucking game. There's, a, there's, there's something to build on, but when you put out a game like fucking Anthem, and people can get through its content in like 10 hours, provide you don't quit after you hit the first fucking quest wall that I'm pretty sure you've heard about, where, um... There's a mission in Anthem, or not, yeah, a mission in Anthem where you have to do, like, these three different trials that basically huh. involve checking off, like, killing this many monsters, uh, killing this many monsters with a super, you know what I mean? Like, achievement bullshit huh. kind of things, but you can't complete the mission. That seems like busy work. Yeah, it, no, it's absolutely fucking busy work. And that's just part of the quest. Huh. And you have to do three sets of this bullshit yay yeah so like okay cool that seems very creative and well thought out it yeah totally my that's my point like at least with at least anthem was like at least anthem was aware of it at least anthem was like all right so people are gonna complete this fucking campaign in like five hours we gotta do something to stretch the shit out yeah <laughs> let's have a quest midway through the store it's gonna take them like 10 hours to get through <clears throat> Perfect. Now our game went from being five hours to being fucking 15. <laughs> it's perfect. Sounds great. And then let's make the game buggier with each update. Yeah. Yeah, let's somehow cool. let's somehow break the game. Yeah, let's somehow patch out rewarding loot. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just this live service i get is a great business model to make money i get it mm -hmm. it's it's a it's it's how you build your game and how you can keep on making revenue but like you you realize there needs to be a fucking game there right like you can't you can't live service a fucking one would think so you can't Live servicing a a forty percent or fifty percent complete game only to patch the shit in later, which I will give I will give them credit. I will give Bioware some credit. With the amount of time they're putting in between all this content they claim they have coming out, I'm mm. pretty safe to assume they're actually having to build that content. Yeah. I feel like they have to. So at least at least for at least a good deal of this shit, I don't feel like they already had it done. And mm -hmm. that they're just holding it back. It does legit seem like they have to create it. So at that point, what are we left with? We're left with the notion that they basically partially made a game, right? Wholesale. Mm -hmm. They didn't even finish it. 
released it, and then said, shit, we gotta keep making shit, don't we? Hmm. Fuck, game development is hard. Yeah, in comparison, <laughs> I think Ubisoft has actually been one of the more positive ones there. Yeah, I no, absolutely. Div- the first division, yeah, its initial release was messy, but they really worked on it. And from what I know, the second one was in a better state on release. And they also already announced their plans for DLC in detail ahead of the release. So they had uh, put thought into that. So they know, yeah, we need to support this game with content. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. That's that's mm-hmm. that's how that's how it should be. <laughs> you yeah, can't so they're doing it pretty much right in that regard. I I no I'm I'm gonna say I think Ubisoft's done the notion of a live service correct for yeah. the most for the most part. Um, barring like yeah. EXP boosts, I'm gonna be honest. That obviously they're not perfect, but they're interestingly doing things better than uh, other. Big companies. Yo, so 2K, what's your what's your plan for a live server with Borderland 3? That's what I want to know. How how <laughs> What? Come <laughs> on, bro. You don't you don't think they're gonna just make Borderlands 3 like Borderlands 3, right? Like you know it's not that simple. There's they're they're holding something. I mean back. they're obviously gonna have DLC for it. That's yeah. for sure. Come on, you really you, really they've had they've had several I mean but to be to be fair, they've been they are pretty good with uh, supporting their their games as well. Yo, gold chests are of... gold chests are coming back, but you got to pay for keys. <laughs> no, no more getting yeah, no. no more getting free codes on Facebook from the company to open up gold chests. Now you just have to pay for them. That's I'm I'm not sure about that because uh, they even announced that they added those shift code support for the first Borderlands. Oh shit! So so Randy and Randy Pitchford on the uh, on the announcement uh, panel, which was uh, obviously a technical shit show. <laughs> but <laughs> he did say, "Here we have a Discord and we added shift support, so I can." send you shift codes all day <laughs> and tweet them at you. So I, I would love to imagine that Randy Pitchford sits at his desk on Discord and just and just is like, hey guys. He just goes at everyone. Just Fucking! It's like it's like a thirty-six line text block of shift codes. <laughs> he just copy and paste. It's a chat. And at everyone, shift code every hour on the hour. <laughs> and he doesn't make it automated. He actually sits at his desk and yes. says, "Ah, full hour, enter." <laughs> yeah, I would love yeah. that. That's what I imagine is that like this man is just like no matter if he's at a meeting or if he's at his desk. If he's at a meeting, it's time for him to post shift code. He pulls out his fucking phone <laughs> at everyone's copy paste, and he just generates a shift code and done. <laughs> he has an he has a phone app that generates fucking shift codes on his well, fucking, obviously on his fucking phone. obviously. I mean. He's at the source of that, so yeah, he'd do that. 
that's that's what I really want. I really want to imagine that Randy Pitchford is so dedicated that he just like no matter no matter what he's doing, he will drop what he's doing and post a shift code on fucking Discord or Twitter. He could be he could be out with his wife enjoying a beautiful during a nice dinner. And an hour into that dinner, he pulls out his fucking phone. <laughs> he pulls out his phone. <laughs> It's like, oh, uh, so wait, honey, one sec, one sec. Hey, right. as long as it keeps him from doing another magic trick, that's fine by me. Uh, okay, you know what? <laughs> we don't. I don't know why you felt. That's that all you, I'm gonna say on that. <laughs> I don't know why you felt you needed to go there. That was entirely unnecessary to have to go there. I'm happy I didn't have to see that lot. I didn't have to see that. Yeah. Yeah. See, CCD, this is why we hire you. This is so you can. Yeah. You're our. Uh, you're our boots <laughs> on the watch ground. The so you don't have to. <laughs> right. You're you're our boots on the ground. Uh, uh, person in this show, right? You you sat through state of play for all. You sat through that for us. You didn't do that for me. You didn't do that for yourself. You did it for us, really. So really. obviously uh, that. Um... Uh, hmm, hmm. The less <laughs> said about it, the better. You were, yeah. You know, just, just remember, guys. This show is entirely because Cold Death here does the things that we don't want to have to do. And for that, I think, <laughs> I think, I think everyone who listens to this show needs to at Cold Death. Thank you. <laughs> just just at him and just say thank you that's all you don't have to say anything else just say thank you that's all you have to do that's what i really i need to see this this is this will make my day just at him because if it wasn't for him nobody none of us would have watched state of play because i wasn't go- i wasn't gonna do it um so thank you cd for doing the things that we don't want to do So next week we'll cover the mag, the magazine talk. Um, that that'll happen next week. Uh, Are we that far ahead in time already? Hmm. Yeah, we're at two hours in some odd oh, minutes. Okay. Yeah, huh. I wasn't gonna stop you, homie. We were on a roll, so I just let it. I just let it ride, baby. <laughs> 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 I just I just let it ride. I wasn't even gonna stop you. You were <laughs> I see what you, I see what you did there, Jennifer. I don't think I don't I don't think I don't see what you did. Oh really? Yeah, I, I saw what you did, Jennifer. You're not you're not hmm. fool you're not fooling me. I mm, mm. You're not you're not slick girl, I saw that. I never intended to Yeah, you you were never good at it. You weren't slick, I saw that. No, I, I never wanted to. I never wanted to. Okay. <laughs> well, well, boys and girls, if you want to find each of us, you can find Cold Death at, at Cold Death, obviously. You can find Jennifer when she's actually on Twitter at Lady underscore Sugar Cube, and you can find myself at Rezobasso. Our podcast is posted every single week on our lovely podcast website, CBCast walkinshadows.com and our written content is posted at walkinshadows.com uh blog blog dot walkin yeah yes. blog dot walkinshadows.com <laughs> fuck you know I'll get it right eventually guys I got this <laughs> I got this don't it's a 
Yes, it's a lear- it's it's a learning period. As mentioned at the beginning of the show, I'll be uh, writing something about um, Edna and Harvey, the breakout in the next few days. Probably a, a, something on Ninokuni as well. I think I think uh, Jennifer, don't you have? Don't you have something? You you have something written, right, Jennifer? Right, right, Jennifer. <laughs> Right, I, I, I'm so, uh, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought I heard on the grapevine that you had something. I'm sorry. Maybe uh, I miss, maybe I misheard. That was me. I misheard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She doesn't have anything coming, guys or girls. It's, it's a mistake. I made, I made a misspeak. You know, I made, <laughs> you made an oopsie. I made an oopsie. She doesn't. Yeah. She does. She, she, she doesn't have anything coming. Don't worry. It's fine. I, I got an excellent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do some talking first and then we'll see <laughs> anyways anyways it's been a it's been an interesting interesting discussion episode this week we've had some pretty juicy topics and we'll see you all next week it will actually have magazine talk actually, that'll that'll actually be there uh, i underestimated how this show was gonna go but thankfully <laughs> Thankfully, it doesn't. We can we can play with it a little bit. We don't have to stick to anything. EA is a big topic, so yeah. yeah. E- EA is a show unto itself, really. You yes, can, seriously. You can have a show just about EA. So Absolutely. this it, almost was that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, basically. Anyways, guys, we will see you all next week. Have a nice day. See you, see you then.